Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on His side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to, we've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath. All right, hey guys, so it's Thursday, time to talk politics here on KVXL 11.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. I am Crystal Heath. You can call me the Frittle, you can call me Crystal, just don't call me late for dinner. That's a terrible joke. Why do we, how did that even become a thing? If you know, tweet me, Facebook me, you can find me there at the Frittle. But let me know, like, why do we say, don't call me late for dinner? Who thought that that was funny? How did that even catch on? Why would I even think to say that? It's not funny. It's not. It's just not. It's not. Anywho, we have uh, we have church this Sunday, 9.30 and 11.15 Sunday morning. You can join us for the services. And then be sure to stick around because after church this Sunday, we are having what uh, what is customarily our Harvest Festival out back. There will be food trucks. There are free pumpkins for everyone. There's going to be games, candy, giveaways, uh, just lots of fun and fellowship will be happening out back after both of the services you can go out uh, to the back uh, yard area and enjoy that time together we won't have an evening service this sunday so if you usually are coming uh you uh you don't want to come i mean you you probably do want to come to evening service because i know that that's a thing that you and your family do the problem is if you come to evening service you will be the only one here. Or maybe there might be one or two other families that you end up going to In-N-Out Burger with. You couldn't go to Chick-fil-A even if it was open because it'll be closed on Sundays. But um, we won't have an evening service this Sunday because our evening service is actually going to be part of our Harvest Festival outside. That'll be happening around uh, around 2, 2.30. not sure the exact time on that yet. It will just depend on how the games and everything go uh, out there. So be sure to join us for that. Either bring a lunch or bring some cash or a card for uh, some of the amazing food trucks that we're going to have here. You'll be familiar with uh, with a lot of them, I think, if you've been to any of our events before. Just really some good stuff. I can never decide. I mean, the the fry guy is a definite. Like, the fry guy, I, I forget what they're called. Can't Dutch this? I think it's Can't Dutch this. They do Dutch-style fries. And it's just, it's so it's so good. It's so good. Like, their their fries are so good. And then there's the burger truck guy. Uh, I've just, I've known him for a while. So it's kind of like tradition. I go and get a burger. I go to the fry guy. But then you've got, you've got the, the coffee people that make those smoothies and they're so good. And then you've got the barbecue guy. Like it's just, it's so much goodness. So my recommendation to you is if you have like a family, you just get a little something from each place and then you share it like buffet family style. Do they do family style out here. Do you guys even know what that is? If you ever come to Pennsylvania while I am there, let me know and I will take you to eat real family style food. So you can go to these restaurants that are run by Mennonites or by Amish and they will serve you a feast and they will serve it family style. And if you run out of mashed potatoes, they will bring you more mashed potatoes. If you run out of cornbread, they will bring you more cornbread. It's amazing. Family style eating just a, just a fabulous, fabulous thing. So 
all this happening this Sunday, and you're like, I thought you said we were going to talk about politics. We are, but I had to give you the announcements first because they are the priority because we're going to be doing fun things together, and you want to come, and you want to hang out with me and do fun things. I'll be here. I'm going to be standing out by the pumpkins, taking your registration card, giving you a pumpkin. You know, I'm, I'm going to be the only person, really, that's giving you things for free. I mean, pastor's going to preach, and he's going to give you a sermon, and that's going to be free, and that's going to be cool and everything. But when you bring your, your little registration card out to me, at the pumpkins, I'm going to let you get a pumpkin for free. Like, you're welcome. Yeah, I know. And, and, bonus, bonus, I may, I may have my dogs here for at least part of the time. So if you're a dog fan, if you love golden retrievers, if you like puppies, I have one of the most adorable puppies on the whole planet. I would say she was the most adorable puppy on the planet, but she's growing up now. She's getting a little more awkward. So she's not as cute as she, as she was when she was a little bit littler. But uh, still, just adorable and so sweet. Okay, so now that I have finished the announcements, uh, we can dive into some of the politics. All right, so uh, this later part of the show, coming up in just a little while, we are going to talk about uh, early voting sites, who's going to be on your ballot if you are voting in Clark County. Really just get down to the nitty-gritty business of things. Uh, Next week, we are going to re-air our interview uh, with Captain Rich Fletcher, where we talked about each of the ballot questions in detail so we'll go through that again so you can listen to that if you missed it and you're like but I'm voting before next Thursday I need to know that's okay you can go check out that um, the podcast of our program on SoundCloud or iTunes just search for The Frittle Show and you can listen to that if you're not sure about the ballot questions we'll go over them briefly uh, at the in, later on in the program as well uh, when we look at who's going to be on your ballot and where you can vote uh, starting on Saturday. I hope you have registered. Uh, you, voter registration is now uh, is now closed, but you can go online to check your voter registration status and, uh, and different things of that nature. Again, all of that we will get to uh, after the break. Before we get there, though... Um, you know, I, I usually I, I go through the news. I look for different things that might spark a topic or an interest that I think, hey, I want to talk about this on radio or, hey, that's something interesting or I didn't know very much about that. Maybe other people don't either or this is a topic that's something that I'm passionate about. And uh, and I'll just I'll go through uh, I'll aggregate news and stuff on my Twitter feed and just look for look for different things that might generate a good topic for a program. And this week has just been it hasn't been a slow news week um at all really i mean we had uh emmanuel macron the president of france making a stupid remark that we could talk about but i talked about that on tuesday and we we could talk about stormy daniels and the president but i really i have no desire uh to go there we could talk about elizabeth warren being one 1024th uh, Native American and how <laughs> Lindsey Graham is now having his DNA tested to see if he is more Native American than she is. Like there's there's random little stories like that, but I've touched on a lot of those already this week, and I've touched on them, uh, some of them more so than just a, a passing uh, comment. So I feel like we've already discussed those things, and I haven't really found a topic this week from anything generated in the news per se that I thought, hey, this would be good for us to talk about. But that said, I, I've been thinking this week about how we have lost our ability not only to reason and logically communicate with each other, but we've lost the ability, it seems, to be civil. 
you know, from Eric Holder saying when they go low, if they go low, we kick them. Like that's that's a stupid thing to say. It's a stupid thing to say. But it's not just leftists that are saying stuff like this. But people on the right are actually behaving in this way. You know, I because of things that I've 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 uh, different um, groups and political campaigns and and jobs that I've held in the past. I have a, a lot of friends, if you will, uh, in politics. And I, I use the term friends loosely here, okay? So it wouldn't be like people that I'm going to hang out with every uh, every Saturday night or even once a month or anything. But I, there's a lot of people that I know, people that I've done things with, people that I, I would have more than just a, oh, I know that name basis with. Um, people that are in different areas of, of media, people that would have influence in circles that you may have never heard of, but in in conservative politics they would be they would have a little bit of pull, shall we say. And uh, and and so I'm 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 I know quite a few of these people and I follow a lot of them on Twitter and their their opinions on many things are greatly uh, varied. Um, some of them are very social conservatives, some of them are fiscal conservatives, some of them don't seem to be conservative at all, but say that they are. Some of them are, are, uh, there's just so many, uh, so many different people with so many different opinions, people that I'm friends with, people that I respect, people that have helped me become the person that I am today and uh, very very few of you would, would know um, who I'm talking about only probably my family and maybe a couple very close friends but th- there, are, there are people who have uh, shaped my podcasting life um, and helped the podcast that I used to do become somewhat successful uh, at least to the point that it got me here whether or not you'd consider that success or not, I'll leave you to determine. But I, I, I believe that it was what God used uh, in many ways in my life to as a step-by-step progression. And, and people that, have, that, I, that I value greatly, people that I respect greatly, um, that, I, that I, you know, I sit back and I watch online as they <sighs> just circle wagons and, and shoot at each other, if you will. So, you know, back in... The Old West, well, you probably do, because you're probably listening in Nevada. So, if you watch John Wayne movies, if you grew up on the East Coast, that was your only, that was your, that was your exposure to cowboys, right? It was John Wayne movies. So, when, when the bad guys are attacking, you circle the wagons, and then that's like your little, you've made a fort now that you can defend, and then you shoot the bad guys that are coming at you. Well, what, uh, what conservatives tend to do, more often than not, is we circle the wagons when the bad guys are coming at us, but then instead of shooting at the bad guys, we turn around and we shoot at each other inside the wagons. This doesn't help our cause. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's completely counterproductive and counterintuitive and exactly opposite of what we should be doing and what we should be wanting to do, which is help each other, defend each other, stand by each other, unite on common ground and common principles against a common enemy or a common threat to our freedoms or our democracy. But instead we say, well, we differ on this point and therefore I'm going to attempt to destroy you online or destroy you publicly. 
we've lost the ability to be civil. But more so than having lost the ability to be civil, we've lost the ability to go high when somebody else goes low. We've lost the ability, and by we I mean, I mean politics and, and culture in general, right? We've lost the ability to turn the other cheek. This isn't something that we do now. And whether or not you, you, you like this statement, I believe that uh, the president, for all the, I, bl- I believe that he has done some f- many, many, many fantastic things for our country. I think that our country is on uh, the solid footing that it is internationally and fiscally. Uh, well, we can talk about the debt, but uh, the market is doing well. People have money in their pockets. Um, we have Supreme Court justices, so okay, don't don't get me wrong when I say this. I'm I'm not saying that President Trump is a bad president. I think he's actually done very very well when it comes to governing. But I think that uh, there's a downside, and I think that downside is largely that he has changed uh, the narrative. It's now okay, like name calling is acceptable. Uh, us versus them, call out your opponent, destroy them with everything you've got type thing. It doesn't matter uh, what you say as long as you're destroying your opponent in the process type mentality. And that I, 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 I've just, I've seen that sort of thing just accelerate so rapidly in the past few years where, and, and, and part of it is, you know, it's, it's millennials, it's this outrage culture but it's also it's also our leaders are i believe fueling this as well it's no longer about having a discussion uh, it's not even really about having a debate it's shutting you down if you don't agree with me no matter what that costs and it doesn't matter how petty it is it doesn't matter how insignificant you may you may hurl a, a little insult at me and i'm going to write you know 10 pages uh, or, or, or a, a, a ten, a ten-point blog post expose on everything I hate about you, and then you're going to come back and you're going to talk about me on your vlog and on your YouTube channel, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to step it up, and then it just becomes this this back and forth and this bitterness that doesn't need to be. And I'm not saying that people uh, that people shouldn't defend themselves, that people shouldn't have a spine, that people shouldn't be standing on their principles. For example, Lindsey Graham. I think Lindsey Graham was kind of a waffle for a while, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, through the whole Brett Kavanaugh confirmation thing, it, it was like he, he grew a spine. You know, people would say things and he would just shut it down. He'd be like, no, this is the way it is. But there's a difference between having a spine and being just outright unkind. And our cause, and by our cause, I'm talking about conservatives now and conservatism. We don't do ourselves any favors when we're constantly infighting. That's not how you grow a message. You catch more flies with honey, they say, and it's actually true. But we don't we don't know how to use honey. We want vinegar. We're going to throw vinegar at people rather than attempting to have a conversation. We want a confrontation. We will c- 
continue the confrontation. We will, we, we, we've lost the ability to have the self-control where we just let that Facebook post slide by. Just let it go. Just let it go. It's not worth it. It's not worth your friendship. If you need to, you can mute people on social media around election season. I did that the last presidential election. I, I, I couldn't. I There were things that were said that, that just made my heart hurt that I couldn't not answer if I saw them because it was blatantly false. And I... <laughs> I, I could I could blame it on my spiritual gifting, but I won't. But I, I I I do not like things that are blatantly outright false. And so there were some people on on social media that I just I muted so that I didn't see their posts, so that I wasn't because their friendship meant more to me than having to share with them something that although it is truth, they were not in a position to hear. And that truth would have just made me into an enemy and destroyed a relationship rather than uh, keeping that bridge open for the future. And I, I, I've seen this played out uh, very viciously this past week among some, some men that I greatly respect. You know, he, he took a dig at me. You know, I'm going to take it to the next level against him and then the other guy responds by taking it up a notch and then it, it, it just escalates and I'm not saying that again I'm not saying we shouldn't speak truth I'm not saying that we shouldn't uh, be willing to stand for our convictions but there comes a point where if you're on the same team then you have to be headed in the same direction and, you know, if, you, if your quarterback hands the ball off to the running back and then your wide receiver, who's supposed to be going out for the block, just steps aside, that doesn't help your team. If you say, yeah, no, I'm not blocking for that guy. And he just gets pummeled. Maybe he fumbles. You lose the game. It's not the, it's not the running back's fault. It's that wide receiver's fault for not taking his block. But conservatives have become a football team of individuals. Or a football team where the quarterback and the right tackle, or the right guard, I'm sorry, they're, they're, they, they think exactly the same. So they're on the same page. But the all the wide receivers have a different idea. So they've got their own thing going on. And then you've got the running back and the fullback. They're, they're, they're on the same page. And then you've got the other guards that are just like... Uh, we're not sure whose team we're supposed to be on right now. And it doesn't work. That's not success. That's not how you're successful in the long run. Now, I, I think that Republicans will probably actually do fairly well in this midterm. I wouldn't be shocked if they even gain a seat in the Senate. I, I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. But long-term... Our long-term success is endangered by our short-term infighting. By our not being willing to take an offense. By our not being able to rise above. By our choosing to focus our ammunition on the, 
running back rather than on the cornerback. Right? But then, but then in our politics, there are these shining moments that give me hope. And I, I wasn't surprised to see who the moment of hope came from earlier this week. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz. I, I love Senator Cruz. You, you may have liked him before he ran for president and then decided you didn't like him because he ran against Donald Trump. And that's fine. But, you know, maybe, maybe give the guy a chance. Maybe if you thought people were pretty cool before they ran against somebody that you liked in the primary, maybe they're still actually pretty cool. They just had a different viewpoint than you did uh, at, at that at that instance or in that uh, moment of political time, right? So so maybe maybe we should still give him a chance, okay? Senator Cruz, a great guy, great man of God. What? One of the few people, I think, in politics that if you want your kids to have a political hero, he could be one of them. Why do I say few people? Because I believe if you are a Christian parent, raising your children according to biblical values, you, you probably are better off picking a man of God for your child to emulate than perhaps the most successful politician. Because ultimately, what is most important to you? What is what do you think is the most important thing in your child's life? Uh, but anyway, on Tuesday of this week, Senator Cruz was walking through an airport when he was accosted by two vehemently angry women who were still upset about the confirmation of uh, Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. Um, he uh, they they were they were heckling him and and, and just yelling screaming at him. And, uh, and he told them that the case was a victory, or, or Kavanaugh's confirmation, rather, was a victory for women in America. And the first uh, heckler said, you think that putting a sexual assaulter on the court is a victory for women? You believe in men assaulting women? That's what your whole custom is, Senator. Cruz tried to reply. He said, I believe in due process. Now, he could have taken that personally. He could have turned it around in a personal attack. They were attacking now. They weren't just attacking Kavanaugh. Now they're attacking him. They're saying that he believes that men should be able to assault women, that, he, that that is his custom, that that is his lifestyle. All of which blatantly false. And so what does Senator Cruz do? He lets that all slide. I, I wish that he could give lessons to other politicians. Just let it go. Focus on the issue at hand. He said, I believe in due process. The woman retorted, you believe in due process. Lots of women were out there talking about their stories. At which point the second heckler chimed in and said, do you believe in a man lying about his alcohol in front of the Senate and perjury? Do you believe in perjury? Now, Senator Cruz is a busy man. It was apparent that he was between, he was, he was traveling somewhere and he had to go. Uh, so we didn't have time to explain all of the legal ramifications of this, though I'm sure that he would have, and he would have done it phenomenally well. But uh, instead of instead of um, answering an unnecessary and misguided uh, question meant to cause problems, <laughs> instead of responding to the personal attacks that they leveled against him, he said, quote, Thank you, 
for expressing your First Amendment rights. <laughs> Talk about heaping coals of fire on their head. The second heckler becomes essentially enraged at this point and said, why do you support a man who abuses women? Shame on you, Ted Cruz. Cruz looked at her and he said, God bless you, ma'am, and walked away. And as he walked away, they yelled, shame on you, Ted Cruz, shame on you, Ted Cruz, shame on you, Ted Cruz. That's not a story that you're going to see on CNN. It's not a story you're going to see on MSNBC. It's not even a story you're going to see on Fox News or, or probably The Blaze. Because it's not a story that gets clicks. It's not a story where there's some outrage. It's not a story where there's this battling going on. No, it's... It's the account of a man who did exactly what was needed in a situation to diffuse a situation and to keep himself uh, above the bitterness and the vitriol. He's, he responded with what he believed in, due process, saying that due process was a victory for women. He thanked them for expressing their First Amendment rights. They're in his face, yelling at him, accusing him of evil, and he thanks them. And then as they continue to yell in his face, he says, God bless you. And he wasn't sarcastic about it. He wasn't obnoxious about it. This is a guy, I don't care what your politics are, this is how you handle a situation. You rise above it. When they go low, you don't kick them. When they go low, you go high. You be the bigger person. See, conservatives, conservatives think that now, now we're finally going to make political headway because now we fight back. And, and, you know, I believe that there needs to be, like I said, there needs to be a spine in conservatives, and I think that has been missing. But you don't put out a fire with fire. It doesn't work. You don't... <laughs> when somebody goes low and you kick them, that's that doesn't win friends and influence people. You know how you win friends and influence people? You know how you beat Beto O'Rourke in Texas? Well, first of all, you run in Texas. And secondly, you rise above. You do what Ted Cruz did. You do the biblical thing. You do the godly thing. You do what Jesus said to do. You turn the other cheek. You, you listen. You try to empathize and understand. And then if you need to, you, sh you shake the dust off your feet and you, and you walk away. You don't circle the wagon pull out your, your Tommy gun and start shooting at your own guys. It's not a good idea. It's not how you win. Are you sure you might win you might win your argument with your friend if you shoot him before he shoots you. But all the guys that were attacking your wagon train, they're still coming. And now you've got one less guy to help you shoot against them. I'm not encouraging violence. Oh my goodness, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna take this out of context. I'm not encouraging you to shoot anybody. It's a it's a it's a metaphor, okay? It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor that can go back to Thumper's mom. Wise woman for a rabbit. 
She said, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. In politics, you know what, that's not going to always happen. But isn't it refreshing? Don't you like it? When a politician, rather than focusing their, their campaign ads or their arguments against the other person's uh, uh, personality or family or, or making it personal, that they actually discuss issues, isn't that refreshing? Don't you wish more politicians would do that? I, I think most people in America wish that more politicians would just talk about issues and less about, about uh, personal attacks. Right? That's, that's what we want from our politicians. But if we don't practice that ourselves, why would we think that we would get it from someone running for political office? If we say to our politicians, we want you to focus on issues and stop with the personal attacks. Okay, cool. I agree with that. Are you willing to live by that principle on social media? And, and I'm not perfect at this. By no means am I perfect at this. If I was perfect, I'd already be in heaven. Because that's the only place I'll ever be perfect. But if we're not willing to put aside the personal attacks and focus our conversations with people about the issues, why would we expect different from our politicians? And I'm not saying we shouldn't expect that. We should expect that. I hope that more politicians will start talking about the issues and focusing on the issues and not focus on personal attacks. But let's be the change that we want to see in the world. Let's be the change that we want to see in the world of politics. You don't want politicians using personal attacks? You want them to focus on issues? Great. Awesome. This is a fantastic goal. Educate yourself on the issues so that you can have logical, reasonable, calm conversations with people who disagree with you about issues and not personal attacks not name calling not belittling not trying to destroy the other guy whatever the cost that's not what Jesus would do it's not what Jesus ever did and if we name the name of Christ if we're controlled by the Holy Spirit that's not something that we can do. Those are just some thoughts I've had watching different things transpire the last uh, the last few weeks as we approach the midterm election cycle. And again, I'm I'm not saying that you shouldn't stand up for what's right. I'm not saying that. I'm just I I, I think sometimes we get so caught up in in personal attacks and things just become so vicious and unnecessarily cruel and mean that sometimes we just need to take a step back and ask is it worth it what is what is this worth to me and is there a better way can I do like Ted Cruz and still maintain my principle still communicate truth but do it in a way uh, that is pleasing uh, to the Lord and I think I know that we can but it's something that we have to work at all right, we're going to take a break. When we return, we'll talk about where you can start early voting this Saturday. Just two days from now, early voting begins. That seems so insane. We'll talk about who's on the ballot and uh, tell you some ways that you can find out, uh, if you haven't seen a sample ballot yet, who is on your ballot and uh, how you can find out what they stand for and if their views would be aligned with yours. So don't go away. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas.
All right, return we have talking about the election. We are. Thank you very much, Yoda. Okay, uh, early voting begins this Saturday. We're going to talk about this, talk about who's on your sample ballot, where you can go to vote. Please, please vote. Nevada makes voting so easy, you guys. We have two whole weeks, basically, uh, of early voting. Okay, one day less, whatever, 13 days of early voting. 96 early voting sites, uh, and on Election Day you can also uh, vote as well. So from the 20th this Saturday through November 2nd, which is a Friday, the first Friday in November, uh, you can go and early vote. There are uh, You can vote at um, the Boulevard Mall near Galaxy Theaters. You can vote at the Gallery at Sunset. You can vote at Meadows Mall. Uh, those are open. All three of those early voting sites are open this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, they'll be open the following Saturday, October 27th, from 10 to 9 p.m. You can vote at 9 p.m. You do not understand what this means. I grew up in a place that I love greatly, but we voted in a barn, people. We voted in a barn. A barn. Okay? <laughs> And you had to vote on election day or you didn't get to vote. Like, you had to take off time from work to be able to vote. It opened at 8. It closed at 5. Guess when most people work? 8 to 5. Huh. So, you can vote. If you are registered to vote in Nevada... With the, the Secretary of State makes it so easy. And she's like my adopted mom, too, so I'm kind of a fan. Big fan, really. Uh, the uh, All three malls will have early voting available on both Sundays of early voting, October 21st and 28th. And every Monday through Friday, <laughs> the, the first week of early voting from 10 to 8, the second week of early voting from 10 to 9. Like, this... So many options, Th and those are just at the malls, okay? There's also uh, also shopping center, early voting sites, Arroyo Market, Blue Diamond Crossing, Centennial Center, Deer Springs Town Center, Downtown Summerlin, uh, the Gramercy, I don't even know what that is, and Silverado Ranch, Pla Ranch Plaza, uh, Clark County Government Center, East Las Vegas Community Center, the Pearson Community Center, Doolittle Community Center, uh, you can vote down on the Las Vegas Strip, down on Harmon Avenue. They have a voting center. Okay, all of these places are open every day of early voting. Uh, some of them are closed on Sundays, though. So if they're places that would normally be closed on Sunday, like the government center uh, and some of the community centers, if they're, um, excuse me, if they're a place that's usually closed on Sunday, their early voting is also not available on that day. Uh, you can go to ClarkCountyMB.gov and look at all of the early voting sites. Uh, but uh, there's also neighborhood early voting sites. These are my favorites. So on Saturday uh, this week, the Albertsons, so there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven Albertsons locations in the Valley that are open on Saturday for early voting. Ann and Drexel, uh, Charleston and Town Center, College and Horizon, Craig and Decatur, Lake Mead and Hollywood, Nellis and Vegas, Tropicana and Jones. All of those Albertsons locations are are open this Saturday for early voting. Uh, the Desert Crossing Shopping Center, Desert Vista Community Center, uh, the Las Vegas Athletic Club right over here on Rainbow, uh, just around the street from uh, from the church. If you're here on Saturday, you can go and vote right over at the Las Vegas Athletic Club. Uh, the Lowe's Parking Lot on Craig and Losey, there will be a trailer you can vote in. I voted uh, at both those 
locations previously in the trailer in the lows and the trailer at the athletic club uh the sky center at sky canyon is open saturday sun city anthem center on saturday and sun city mesquite on saturday sunday many of those same uh locations actually looks like pretty much all of the same locations for sunday and then there will be different locations available in neighborhoods all throughout the week now you can vote at any one of these early voting sites okay you don't have to go to the one that's closest to your house you don't have to wait for somebody to tell which one to go to no you can go to any of them to vote so you can basically vote any time of the day uh every day for, well, you, you only get to go once, but you can pick whichever day is most convenient for you, pretty much whatever time of day is most convenient for you, and whatever location is, like, it's so easy to vote here, you guys, and they give you a really cool sticker. Please go exercise your right, your responsibility as an American, and go vote. Okay, uh, I gotta, I gotta land the plane here, because we're we're getting close to the end of the program. Uh, on your ballot, you should have received a sample ballot in the mail. If, like me, for some reason you did not, I, I really feel gypped by Clark County. Uh, you can go to ClarkCountyNV.gov. If you go to Registered Voter Services, you can uh, you can log in there. You, s- you just put in your name. Here, let me do it so I can tell you exactly how it's done. You put in your name. You put in uh, your driver's license or social security number, your birthday. It's a secure website, and it pulls up your voter record. If you didn't get a sample ballot, here's what you're going to do. Um, there's a little drop-down menu called Voter Services. You're going to scroll down to Get Current Election Information, and then when you do that, there will be uh, there's a schedule. You can click on the schedule for early voting. You can click on there's a PDF uh, of all of the early voting centers, or you can get a Google map of it. So those links are there as well. You can see your sample ballot, or you can request uh, uh, you can request to have your 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 ballot uh, sent to you electronically. So we're just going to go over real quickly here uh, the some of what you'll see on your ballot if you are planning to go in and vote on uh, on uh, this weekend. So the ones that will be on everyone's ballot, obviously we have the Senate race. Um, we'll go through, I'll tell you who's on the ballot and what order. We have uh, Kamal Bakari. I apologize if I said that name incorrectly, but uh, they are with the Independent American Party. So that's not technically uh, a nonpartisan, that's not a, it's not an independent, it's the Independent American Party. It is actually a political party. It started in Utah. It's become a bigger thing in Nevada. Uh, it's it's mostly a West Coast thing. It's an independent American party. It's a political party. It's not purely independent. Then you have uh, Tim Hagan, who's running for the Libertarian Party of Nevada. Dean Heller for Republicans. Uh, Barry Michaels is uh, is no political uh, preference, I believe, is what it was listed. So if you see on their NPP by their name, that that's the actual independent candidate. So they don't have an affiliation with any political party. And then uh, Jackie Rosen is a Democratic candidate. So those are the options on your ballot for U.S. Senate. There are five people uh, listed, or you can also vote none of these candidates. Uh, you will see, you will have a, a representative in Congress, okay? So you'll be voting for your congressman. Now, my district is District 4, so if you uh, live like in if you I was gonna say if you live like me no the, I don't know anyone that lives like me but if you live in my, in my uh, general area of Clark County if you live in District Four on your ballot would be uh, Crescent Hardy as the Republican Stephen Horsford is the Democrat Greg Luckner is the Libertarian Warren Ross Markowitz is the Independent American Party again that's not uh, nonpartisan that's an actual that's a political party and then Dean McGonigal is the uh, no political preference. So that would be the actual uh, independent. 
And then there's another guy, Rodney Smith, another independent. So if you're in District 4, like me, you have six options uh, running for Congress. Then for governor, this will be on everyone's ballot in the entire state, obviously, as will the uh, the Senate and the Lieutenant Governor, Attorney General, State Controller, all the state races. Uh, for governor, you have uh, listed first is the independent American Party candidate, Russell Best. Uh, then Ryan Bundy, he's running as an independent. Adam Paul Laxalt as a Republican. Jared Lord as the Libertarian Party of Nevada. And Steve Sisolak uh, as a Democrat. For Lieutenant Governor, this will also be on everyone's ballot for the Independent Party, uh, or Independent American Party, excuse me, it's Janine Hansen. Then you have Kate Marshall for Democrat, Michael Roberson in the Republican slot, and Ed Uling as the Independent, the No Political Preference uh, candidate. Uh, then for Secretary of State, this will also be on everyone's ballot. You have Nelson Orojo running as the Democrat and Barbara Sagaski running as the Republican. For State Treasurer, also on everyone's ballot. Okay, anytime you see state, this is going to be on everybody in the ballot. Everybody in Nevada, it will be on everyone's ballot. So we have uh, Bob Beers running as a Republican, Zach Conan running as a Democrat, Bill Hodge as the Independent uh, American Party candidate. For State Controller, Catherine Byrne is the Democrat, Ron Necht is the Republican. For Attorney General, uh, this is also a statewide office. This will be a, a, a vote that is cast statewide. Wes Duncan is the Republican, Aaron Ford the Democrat, and Joel Hansen the Independent American Party candidate. I'm just... Uh, the order that I'm reading these is these in these names in is the order that they are appearing on the ballot. There's no uh, particular preference. Um, just the order that uh, I, I believe they draw. They draw lots, or ca they draw lots. No, it's a it's a it's a random order. Uh, they it's uh. Anyway, I'm reading them to you in the order that they are listed <laughs> on your ballot. Then you will vote uh, for your state assemblyman or assemblywoman. You will vote for your district attorney. Uh, next up on your ballot, you will see the county assessor. So if you live in Clark County, you'll be voting for either Brianna Johnson as the Democrat or Gina McLean as the Republican. For county clerk, you've got Mindy Lloyd as the, re or uh, I'm sorry, Lynn Marie Goya is the Democrat and Mindy Lloyd is the Republican for County Recorder, uh, Debbie Conway, the Democrat, Jill McFarlane, the Republican for County Treasurer, Phil Collins, the Republican, Laura Fitzpatrick, the Democrat. Uh, and then it gets into um, it gets into other other offices. So once we get down to so it'll be it'll be uh, region specific. So for like example, I have a constable. I'm voting for constable in my district. You may not be depending on where you live. Um, and then after those comes the candidates for nonpartisan offices. These are the hard ones, okay? Because a lot of times uh, y you can kind of wing it when it comes to the general election. In the primary, you've got to do more work because everybody that you're voting for is in your party. So how do you choose which one is a better is a better candidate? When you get to the general election, it tells you right on the ballot which person goes with which party. And if you have a party that you most align with, you probably have a pretty good idea of who you want to vote for based on your party preference. But when it comes down to the nonpartisan offices, then, then you're back to like a primary mentality. So for example, um, we have uh, on my ballot, there are one, two... Three. There's three races, so there's a regents race, and a district court race, and a, and a Supreme Court justice seat. That there are more than one person, there are more than there is more than one person running for for that position in each one of these slots, but it's a nonpartisan 
office, and so the candidates are not listed by political party. So you have no way of knowing, just by looking at your ballot, if you might or might not agree with these people. So everyone always asks me, how do I find out which one of these people is a better option? Here's the simple answer. Google. Google is your friend, okay? You put in their name, you Google them, see if they have a website. And you're like, yeah, but they're nonpartisan, so they don't actually talk about the issues. You're right. Most of the time, they don't. So here's what you need to do. Find out what groups are endorsing them. You can know what those groups believe and what they stand for. And if those groups stand for something or some things that you would not align yourself with, then probably uh, the person that they're endorsing you wouldn't like because the person they're endorsing would consider they would consider them as upholding their morals their values or whatever else so that is my because I don't have a whole lot of time and people ask me this all the time how do you find out information about people that that don't you know have a lot of information on their website they're running for a non-partisan office simple answer is Google look at what groups are endorsing them you can find out uh, so much about a person by who uh, is endorsing them. That is what I would encourage you to do. Go go, get your sample ballot. Go to uh, ClarkCountyNV.gov. Then you need to go uh, to, uh, to uh, Registered Voter Services. Punch in your information. Then go to Get Current Election Information. This is if you haven't, if they haven't sent you, mailed you a ballot like me for some reason. I didn't get one. It's okay. You can go online. You can see what your ballot's going to be. You can print it off. And, uh, and find out who these people are. Please look up these candidates before you go to the voting booth, okay? They have put a lot, a lot into running for office, and they are worthy of you doing your research, all right? So your half an hour, 45 minutes to find out who you're going to vote for and to really give these people uh, the time that, that they're deserving of, of your time is really... Uh, less than a drop in the bucket for how much time they've put into this uh, in order to become to get on the ballot and to potentially uh, be in public service. So please, this isn't a waste of your time. Uh, show respect to these candidates by taking the time that you need to find out uh, who is best going to represent you in whatever position uh, they they are running for. Okay, it's it's imperative I believe that you do so you don't want to be standing there not knowing who to vote for and then and then not voting for someone who's maybe a fantastic person that would align themselves with your values and uh, and then that person loses or someone gets an office that you definitely would not want and then you five years from now are wondering how we ended up with this law that is terrible well it's because nobody voted for the regent because we don't know what a region is and we didn't take the time to look them up okay don't let that be you. Then, of course, we have the ballot questions. i got to go through this very quickly. Uh, question number one is, uh, is related to uh, crime victims and giving them rights as related to... Uh, so, basically, they would have the same... Uh, they would have equal rights to those that commit the crime. Oftentimes, victims are not given rights like the, the actual perpetrator of the crime. Uh, questions uh, two and question uh, four have to deal with taxes on personal uh, health and hygiene items. Um, so you'd want to look at those. Question uh, three is the big one that everyone's talking about. Uh, are we going to have an open energy market or are we not? 
Question five, uh, are we going to allow people to automatically register to vote when they update uh, anything with the DMV? And question six, uh, shall we require our, our, those that provide us with power to have 50% of the amount of electricity they're selling come from renewable energy sources? So those are the ballot questions. I discuss them in depth uh, with, uh, with Rich Fletcher, formerly captain in, at uh, Northwest Metropolitan Police Department, now running for state assembly on the southern uh, down south south part of the county uh we we went in depth looked at each one of these questions there's a podcast of that you can go listen to it on itunes or soundcloud or we'll also be airing it again uh next thursday we will re-air that program uh to help you get be educated about what these ballot questions are what they mean how they might affect your family whether they pass or don't pass so that's what's going on with everything in Nevada. Early voting starts Saturday. Please, please get out. Vote for good people. Vote for people that uh, would defend our Constitution, that would represent your values, and, uh, and hopefully uh, would, would govern in a good, godly fashion. Thanks so much for being with us today. I have run out of time, but I appreciate you listening. Don't forget, this Sunday is our open house here at Liberty. We would love, love, love to have you and your family join us for our either one of our morning services. So we still have our normal Sunday school classes, our normal service times, 9.30 and 11.15. Whichever service you go to, uh, you can go out back, uh, out to our back uh, yard area where the playground is and everything. There's going to be food trucks back there. There's going to be games and activities for you. We're going to be giving away pumpkins. Every family gets a free pumpkin. Uh, You can make some pumpkin pie out of that. My dad makes really good pumpkin pie, by the way. Homemade pumpkin pie. So good. So good. I never liked the eggplant that he grew, but his pumpkin pie was on point. Uh, so I'm going to give you a pumpkin you can you can make some pumpkin pie out of or whatever else it is that you do with pumpkins. I also am fond of shooting pumpkins. As you know, that you can make pumpkins explode if you shoot them. It's true. Uh, it works better if they're rotten, though. Um, again, not advocating violence on this program. I grew up on 19 acres and, uh, and farmland surrounding that. So we were able to do things like that without endangering anyone, and it was legal, so no worries. Um, anyway... join us on Sunday 9.30 or 11.15 lots of fun happening out back after both services, food trucks the best french fries you have ever eaten Pastor Josh is wrong about McDonald's fries, okay? These are the best fries you've ever eaten, are the ones that are going to be here Uh, burger trucks, barbecue coffee stands all, all kinds of fun stuff happening on Sunday bring a friend invite a friend bring a friend bring your kids it is going to be just a, a fantastic phenomenal time of fellowship and don't forget there will not be an evening service okay our evening service is more like an afternoon service this week it'll be happening outside uh, after our carnival games and different things wrap up probably around 2 two uh, thirty. so would love to have you here for that. Our address, 6501 Westlake Mead Boulevard, and we'd love to see you out on Sunday for that event. But now that I'm out of breath, let me tell you, tomorrow is Friday. So since it's Friday, I'm going to be giving something away. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Same time, same place here on KVXL 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. <laughs>